Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to our Vita podcast, where we're going to help educate military veterans and their spouses on opportunities in Web3. Our plan is to host a series of industry leaders, many of whom are veterans or spouses themselves, so we can learn about their journey down the crypto rabbit hole while understanding opportunities for transitioning veterans into space. My name is Chris Perkins. I'm a combat Marine veteran who spent 15 years on Wall Street before transitioning into crypto myself. And before we begin, I wanted to thank our sponsor, Luca, who have dedicated their time and resources to make this podcast possible. For our 18th episode, we'll be speaking with Air Force veteran Eric Meng, who serves as lead blockchain security engineer at Coinbase. Welcome, Eric. Awesome. Thanks for having me here, Chris. Honored to be here and uh, happy to talk. Excellent. So uh, you're an Air Force Academy graduate. Tell us your story. How did you get into the military? And uh, tell us about your experience. Awesome. Yeah. So like with a lot of uh, USAFA grads, I originally joined because I wanted to fly and the academy was the best route to get to there. Um, halfway through uh, my years there, I decided, you know, flying probably wasn't for me uh, because I knew that I wasn't going to be happy in a full career flying. Not that there's an issue with pilots or anything like that. That just wasn't for me. My interests were elsewhere. And so um, instead, I leveraged my computer science degree, went to cyber, um, and from there served five years as a cyber officer. So did my initial tour when I got when I graduated as uh, a communications officer. Um, and that was in Japan. That's where I met my wife. Um, awesome time there. Highly, highly recommend anyone to put in for Japan as an assignment, especially if you're a single guy or a single girl. Um, and then after that, I decided I was like, I want to get a little more technical. I want to do the actual like cool cyberspace stuff, shoot some cyber bullets and uh, got into one of the NSA programs. So moved over to the East Coast um, and then finished out the rest of my years there. Um, and then once I got out, I worked as a contractor for a little bit and then got into Web3, started trading NFTs losing a lot of money in nfts mainly but i was like man this space is so hot right now and no one is looking into the security of this and that was my specialty you know cybersecurity. and so i decided i was like i'm going to try to teach myself as much as i know about this space and try to be an expert or at least learn in the meantime and found my way into coinbase and now i'm one of the tech leads there um, in charge of all of our assets so yeah, that's basically a sum of my story, a summary of my story. Right on, man. I've never heard of anyone talking about shooting cyber bullets. What does that mean? Yeah, so um, so cyber is like, I mean, it's kind of a geeky uh, career field in general. I mean, it's obviously very new, kind of like with our, with our space guys as well. Um, but in general, like, you know, as the landscape of war changes um, more, more of the tactical level things start on the cyber level. So like more of the intelligence gathering, you know, taking down systems, et cetera, et cetera, starts at that cyber level. Um, and so being in the Intel community mainly uh, for that amount of time, we were mainly doing that. We were gathering Intel on, you know, any enemies, any potential adversaries, threats, et cetera, et cetera. And so what I mean by like shooting cyber bullets is essentially making those steps to help out our intelligence and 
whether that's exploiting some computer server somewhere to, you know, taking down a whole system that's in charge of actually creating kinetic effects. So like, you know, taking down anything from a server in charge of satellites to a server in charge of, you know, communication systems, et cetera, et cetera. So. I'm so fascinated. I could talk about this forever, but I think it's even more fascinating that you went from being that person disrupting to that person that's now protecting Coinbase, which is really known for its security across the board. Can you unpack your transition? Right. And by the way, I just wanted to note that, like, I went to Air Force Academy for a semester, mm -hmm. tried those uh, gliders that you guys had, <laughs> got, got sick, hated it. And uh, yeah, I, I, that was my little uh, foray into flying with them Marine Corps ground for me all the way after that. Um, but anyway, so you go from like, you know, being on offense, attacking to now protecting, like, tell us about that transition. Yeah. So <clears throat> just want to caveat, like, I'm, I'm glad you got to experience the Academy out there in Colorado. Like that is like, we, we regularly get obviously other Academy cadets and, and ROTC cadets as well. Um, and everyone gets to try on like a little, little taste of what it's like in the actual military before making a career choice, which is what I love about going to any of the academies in general. Um, and highly recommend that. But anyways, glad you got to try the gliders. I also didn't like them either. <laughs> so, so no surprise there. Uh, but I like going back to like unpacking that whole transition, essentially, I mean, my, my, my into web three in general was not very traditional. Um, I was definitely scammed a couple times when trying to trade NFTs and stuff. And that for me was kind of embarrassing because I was like, man, like I'm supposed to be like an expert in like, you know, cyberspace and like computer security in general. And how did me like a tech savvy guy, you know, I consider myself fairly tech savvy get, you know, scammed. Like, how is that possible? And, um, and essentially that that got me down this rabbit hole of just like, you know, research after research, blog posts after blog posts, you know, because because Web3 is such a new space, like, you know, there's no degrees for it. There's no proper path or even security frameworks built for it yet. And really, you know, it's it's really the Wild West. Um, and, and that's even how I found out about Vita as well was through a friend that was was trying to dive into that space. But essentially like i my motivation came from okay well you know now i know how systems and computer systems in general are vulnerable what makes web3 so different uh and spoiler there's not really much of a difference like at the end of the day this is all code like anything that you see on your computer is code it's all software um web3 is no difference it's, it's just software at the end of the day Software, all software is vulnerable to bugs, to potential flaws in its programming, or like, you know, you could have unintended consequences if, if you input specific things. Um, and so, especially Web3 being the Wild West, like, you know, you have a lot of people that are trying to move fast, break things, try to create disruption, and that's awesome. Like, I'm all for it, but, you know, on, on the same front, security is also sitting in the backseat. And, and as we keep on progressing in this space and creating new products and stuff, you know, security has to be at the forefront of these products. It can't just be a nice to have anymore because 
crypto inherently is financial. Every single thing that you interact with on the blockchain that people, you know, whether it's doing a swap through Uniswap, DEXs, DApps, et cetera, everything inherently is financial and has value. And that's what's brought me into this space in general is just the fact that like, you know, so much is on the line every single day. So much volume is being traded every single day. Um, even the smaller, less known blockchains and cryptos, like those still have inherent value. And like any small little flaw could could potentially make that entire entire economy go belly up. So long story short, was brought in because I was just curious, essentially. I was, and I was wondering if the same principles could be applied to the blockchain space. Awesome. Yeah. And uh, I mean, I love what you said about how everything really is open source, right? And, it, and if mm -hmm. you're interested in it, you can do your own research and you can pour in and, and really gain expertise because there's just not a lot of history, you know, here. And uh, so I love that approach. How did you get to Coinbase? Yeah. So uh, interestingly enough, I just I just cold applied. I was just uh, I, I didn't know anyone beforehand. I was actually looking it up. No one from the academy, no academy grads were in there already. Um, and not a whole lot of veterans were in there. Our, the veteran community is very small in there. But funnily enough, our chief security officer was a former uh, was a former army intel guy as well. Um, and so you do see some veterans sprinkled out throughout there. One of my coworkers before he left, he was a West Point grad, so that was really cool. Um, but yeah, just cold applied. Uh, just found a job posting on on the Coinbase site, and I was just like, well, let's let's give this a shot. You know, I don't have a whole lot of experience in Web three, but I at least have that foundation, so I could start and and I was able to pick it up really fast, thankfully. So, yeah. Awesome. So, so what's a typical day like as a blockchain security engineer? It's, it's definitely like, because this, like I, like I keep going back again, like the space is just so new. Like there's not really any framework in place. Like there's no, there's not even a set career path for what a blockchain security engineer looks like. Um, I think like for me, what a regular day looks like is essentially you know, our team is in charge of the security for all the assets that we list. Uh, we decide which assets get listed. We decide which assets get taken down. We decide what like monitoring things that we need to set in place to make sure that we guarantee the same security and custody for all the assets that could trade on the platform. And so a typical day could look like anything from reviewing a new asset uh, that wants to get listed on our exchange, like assessing the security of that, assessing whether or not there's any vulnerabilities or potential ways that customers could, could lose custody of that asset without their consent um, to reviewing, you know, more, more close hold projects. So like projects that involve our institutional clients, um, we definitely review like specific special requests from them. Like, you know, they want faster transaction times for this specific chain when doing these kinds of trades. And so we, we work with our partners there as well. Um, and mostly just in general, like we, we just talk about security for like for for a variety of things, obviously blockchain related and figure out like, you know, how can we apply anything new that happened, whether it was a recent hack or some new investigation into improving our existing methods. So like re, re, making sure our frameworks are keeping ahead of ahead of the games, essentially, because at the end of the day. For, for the people that aren't security minded here, like essentially it's it's a giant game of chess, right? You don't know what exactly is going to be the next move that our attackers make, but you can make sure to try to 
build up your defenses and, and be the best prepared in those situations. I'm so fascinated by this. So when, when I was at Citigroup, like, I think we used to say that we were attacked like once every 15 seconds or something. I mean, you're under constant attack, constant threat. And I imagine your military experience is helping you navigate that. Like, tell us about the threat a little bit. Is it getting more sophisticated? Is, is it getting harder every day to do your job? Yeah. So essentially, um, the, the biggest thing that we're seeing right now is that it's a lot, it's, it's, I keep going back to it's the wild west. You, we have a lot of just smaller attackers aging from high school all the way into, you know, their forties and fifties. Like the demographic is really, really broad. Like there is no one profile for any sort of threat or attacker. I mean, obviously you still have your, your ATPs like Lazarus and, and, you know, other more advanced groups that have more resources and brain power to, to leverage against in their attacks. But, but more so it's just like, you know, it could literally be like a group of two dudes in their basement and like, they're working on a project, figure out some bug in some protocol and then exploit that and make off with millions. And then, you know, the whole, the whole kill chain of how they even fund, you know, the attack to how they exfiltrate those funds is also very interesting as well. Um, there's a lot of laundering obfuscation involved and like that whole thing could be a, could be a whole nother career field and topic to cover on later, but essentially, you know, there's, there's no one profile, there's no one classification for, for these threats. Like they're all over the place. Um, like you, you got scammers that are high school age that are like, you know, doing rug pulls on NFTs like every other week. And then you got like more advanced groups that are, that have like, you know, 10 plus people working on finding a zero day in a specific protocol. So then they can make off with millions and then disappear. So it's definitely very interesting. And that's why like, you know, our standards are so high at Coinbase because we can't just, anyone can, can create a blockchain project, but in order to get it listed on us, like we have some pretty high standards that they have to meet. And that's because we care about our customers. We make sure that, you know, our customers are safe. Totally. So you come differently than many of the vets who don't have those technical skills, but you're deeply technical, Eric. Um, do you advise people to become technical before entering this space? Like, and if so, how, what's the best way to achieve that degree of, 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 of being technical, like which programming type, I guess, experience or, or, or education do you recommend? Yeah. So, I mean, I mean, cybersecurity is getting really hot in general. I mean, as, as our society progresses in general and as technology progresses, especially AI and stuff like that, you know, we're becoming more software focused. We're becoming more tech focused. And my advice to all the veterans that, you know, that want to break into the tech space in general is to really just follow what you're passionate about, figure out something that you're passionate about, and then follow that until you can't follow it anymore, or just keep on pursuing that. Um, the, the, the phrase, uh, or the saying that I like to say is like, you know, people have heard the, over the old adage of like, you know, find a job that you love doing and you'll never work a day in your life. I think that's very outdated now. Um, I think the, it can be rephrased to find a problem you enjoy solving and you'll never be bored because that to me is the mantra that I live by. And I was always pursuing what was interesting to me. So that way I was never bored because there's a difference between pursuing what makes the most amount of money versus 
pursuing what you're actually interested in. Um, and for those that you know want to break into the tech space, you don't have to be the most technical person. Um, you know, I got buddies that don't have computer science degrees, and they're they're already director level positions, and they're around the same age as me, and graduate around the same time as me. Um, you know, and they're leading very technical teams, but don't know how to program. Um, it's it's doable, and it's not it's I it's not a hard requirement to be like, oh, you need to have been an engineer or have like a developer background. That's not a requirement at all. This space is so new, and it's growing so fast that our talent can't keep up with like. The positions that need to be filled. Um, obviously, like you know, the layoffs and, and recent news as a whole is just like a small little step back. But in general, when you look at the long term of things, like cybersecurity especially is is going to be hurting for talent. Um, and and people that want to get want to get into the space, like I said, just find something interesting to you. Like find a specific hack or something like that 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 piques your interest and chase it down. Figure out like how it happened and like how to prevent against it and et cetera, et cetera. Like it doesn't, you don't have to come from a technical background. That's the biggest misconception out there. Yeah. How do you stay up to speed day to day? I mean, you said it's wild west it's moving so fast, right? How do you stay up to speed? Yeah. So that's a really good question. I mean, there's a lot of, there's a lot of methods, but honestly, like just, just perusing Twitter, Reddit, um, and like keeping up to date with like, the most recent news and, and hacks essentially like you know if there's an exploit that just came out or like you know some protocol just lost x amount of money in this hack you know you see those titles every week at least and just reading up on those and figuring out what they did to, to leverage that and how they got away with it i mean that's that's pretty much the best way because that is the you're learning directly from the source you're learning directly from how people are doing it real time um, and in fact, like, you know, like that's how processes improve and that's how people learn and grow is, you know, someone did it in the wild and then we all learn from it collectively and then hopefully make the industry a better place after that. Awesome. So you spoke about how cyber is going to be hot. It'll, I mean, it's gotta be one of the fastest growing fields, um, in all of crypto and beyond, frankly, what else excites you about web three? Sounds like you're NFT degen. By, by by nights and weekends, um, what gets you excited about the space? Uh, I mean, I think it's a lot of crypto. I mean, a lot of crypto gets a lot of backlash because obviously, like, you know, you got people that think it's a Ponzi scheme. And don't get me wrong, there are plenty of projects out there that actually are. Um, but the use cases are just, are limitless. They're, they're like, there's just so many possibilities that can come from crypto. Like, if you really think about it, like even even companies like Airbnb and Uber and stuff like that, like they don't Uber doesn't own any cars. Airbnb doesn't own any properties. They're they're mainly a middle person that facilitates transactions between two people. It's they, they mainly facilitate these social constructs. Well, what if you can move these social constructs out from these companies that have monopoly on it? Like, you know, instead of going through Ticketmaster, Airbnb, Uber, and paying these absurd fees and having your tips taken away, move it into a space where it's decentralized, where you have control over all the assets, you guys can set the fees, et cetera, et cetera. And that's just one use case for crypto. And there's plenty out there. Like, you know, on, on the horizon, we have decentralized identity. Like that's gonna change the game for a lot of, of potential applications out there. Um, I think it's just, what excites me is the fact that 
basically it reinvents the way we can think about our social constructs like even inherently what gives something value right like what gives bitcoin the value of, of like you know 30 grand that it is um and et cetera, et cetera. Like it changes the way we think about things. Um, and essentially we can apply this broadly across any industry. So like, I'm excited for crypto and web three in general to disrupt a lot of industries like health, like obviously versus financial. And that's where everything has to start. And we're already seeing that in action. Next will probably be healthcare. After that, the rest of tech, who knows? Um, and I just think that it's really exciting that, you know, Essentially, anything that we can think of, the sky's the limit. The sky's the limit with this. Awesome. So you spoke a little bit about how veterans should find their passion and follow their passion, and that'll lead to success. Any other advice you'd have for someone who's transitioning? Yeah, so I think in general, like for a lot of veterans, and, and this might be the case with you as well, Chris, when you got out of the Marines, is like a lot of people struggle with the concept of identity, right? Because for your whole life, especially if you joined right after high school, like that was who you were. You were a military member. You were, you know, that person in the Air Force and the Army and the Marines. You were a soldier. You were an officer, et cetera, et cetera. And like when you leave, when you take off the uniform, a lot of people struggle with identity and figuring out like, well, who am I after this? Like, who am I outside of the uniform? And and that's obviously a problem that I ran into. Um, and a lot of people will run into as well. And so my advice for a lot of veterans is like, don't be scared. Like, don't be scared to redefine yourself, to redefine who you are and figure out where your passions and interests lie. It's a constantly changing thing. You as a person are constantly evolving, um, evolving experiment, essentially. Like who you are at 18 is not who you are, you know, when you're when you're getting out. And it's okay that you're, you're changing and your interests change and you started a family. And so like, now you're a family man, like, et cetera, et cetera. Like uh, my advice to veterans in general is like, don't be afraid to change your identity. Don't be scared of change. In fact, embrace it. Like that is who we are. We adapt to change. And like, you know, I never really thought of myself even as like a civilian engineer somewhere. Like I knew that that could have been a possibility down the horizon, but I didn't expect it so soon. And like, you know, that's my new identity now, you know, now I'm that crypto guy and all of my friend groups and stuff like that. And so, yeah, no, that's like, you're that yeah. crypto guy. <laughs> yeah. It's just like, Oh, well you go to all these family parties and gatherings and stuff. And they're like, Oh, okay. Like here he goes talking again about crypto or something. Um, yeah. No, oh, but... I'm, so, I'm so sorry about what happened to you. you <laughs> yeah. In the dream. Um, and I, I think you make a great point, right? Um, mm -hmm as people go through that transition, and by the way, millions of people have done it successfully. Mm -hmm. Community is super important. And that's one thing that Web3 is really good at is community. And so, you know, tap into the various communities, whether they're on discords or protocols, like doors open. And I think it's really, you know, in keeping with the culture where you're not going through some centralized intermediary asking for permission, you kind of show up in the community. You're like, Hey guys, this is what I'm interested in ladies. And, um, and I mean, everywhere I've turned, I've been embraced. So it's pretty, been pretty awesome. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. 100% agree with that. Um, yeah. And like, I think my last piece of advice for, for veterans that, that are trying to transition or for people that are soon to be veterans in general is just, just seek out that community, ask for help. Don't be yeah. afraid. Like there are plenty of people that have done it and 
and plenty of people that have failed in doing so as well. And like, you know, if you feel like you're in a tight situation or like you don't know where you are at life, like there is a whole community that has resources and is willing to support you. Um, awesome. Like myself and Chris. So absolutely. So we talked about, you know, you talked about some job cutbacks. Uh, we know Coinbase has, has done some of that themselves. Um, but there are also, you know, people that are hiring all over the place. Is Coinbase currently hiring in, in your in your space? I mean, I imagine they're constantly hiring in the cyberspace and, and the security space. Um, yeah. So yeah, any ideas on that and like also greater coin, Coinbase for people looking for opportunities? How do they pursue them? Yeah. So so in general, it literally just depends. Like every other month, like we either have new openings that we're looking to fill or or we're, or we're just at capacity and just like don't have space to take it in. But I can tell you right now, we're looking for engine or for, for interns at least. So like, you know, we're interviewing, you know, people that are just fresh out of college or are in pursuit of their master's degree right now, et cetera, et cetera. So like there are constantly positions opening up. I would advise looking our career board for, for any openings, um, obviously reaching out to, you know, myself on LinkedIn even is, is definitely a good route. So I could just give you the lowdown on like, you know, what is open and not. Um, but in general, yeah, I would just say like, I mean, just take a look at our career board. Um, look at LinkedIn as well, because LinkedIn will also like, sometimes we'll have announcements there on like, Hey, we're looking to fill in this specific role. If you have any, you know, referrals, let us know, et cetera, et cetera. Um, a good place for for looking for Web3 careers in general um, outside of your standard LinkedIn, um, uh, like Indeed.com, et cetera, et cetera. There are specific Web3 boards out there. Um, I forget what one specifically was called, but if you Google Web3 like careers or something like that, like there are specific websites that are dedicated to just jobs and Web3 and crypto in general. Um, there are also channels in Discord group, like Vita, for instance. Like there are definitely job hostings there. Um, I think what's so special about the crypto and Web3 community in general is just how tight knit it is. Like you were mentioning, Chris, like the world is a lot smaller than we think it is. And um, in fact, Chain Analysis is hiring right now for, for investigators um, and they posted their their job description and, and, and posting in the Vita channel, uh, which is awesome. And so like, you know, if you have a security clearance and you're a veteran and you know, you're already in that channel, like you were just messaging that hiring direct or hiring manager directly is going to increase your chances like threefold rather than them trying to find someone off the street. Um, so yeah, leverage, leverage those communities. And shameless plug for our job site. So if you go to jobs at .coinfund.io, um, we've got hundreds of jobs across our portfolio company, and we've got a really have a great head of talent. Um, Eric, any last uh, thoughts? Um, one last, I mean, last shameless plug, I guess, is uh, definitely like don't tune out all the noise. Don't listen to all the people that are telling you it's a bear market, like, you know, it's all going to crash and burn, et cetera, et cetera. Being on the inside, this stuff is here to stay for a long term and a long while. This stuff is going to disrupt. Um, you know, our future generations are going to look back at us and ask us how we even 
ever use paper money in general and how like society was like that, you know, um, don't be scared and, and definitely don't be afraid to reach out for help. There are plenty of veterans and the community in general, whether it's Web3 or military that is willing to help any and all veterans as well. So, and please reach out to me on LinkedIn. You can look me up, Eric Mang, um, and I should be there as well. So thanks for having me here again, Chris. I really appreciate your time. I really appreciate your time. Awesome insights. Um, really thankful for, for you coming on. And again, I also wanted to thank our sponsor, Luca, uh, for doing what you do. And, and we're deeply appreciative of your support. For those interested in learning more about Vita, please connect with me on LinkedIn or Twitter. Please pick me on Twitter at PerkinsCR97. Thank you so much, everyone. See you next time.